Hello and welcome to Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Hello and welcome to Peace of No Mind. My name is Ray Tanner. Hit us up at Peace of No Mind Show on Instagram and Peace of No Mind on Twitter. And you know what? If you like today's podcast, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Peace out. guy yeah. what are you telling me bro yeah, true. yo we're with jelani blackman I, I didn't even introduce you i was just like we're yeah. with none other than my guy like yo chill out bro yeah, it's good i'm happy to be here i can't believe it took me so long to get on slightly I was, aff- I was offended bro the, uh, listen 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 it was right. just one of those odd ones because i knew in, in my heart i was like there will be a time yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter when i got you on but i got you here yeah, today yeah. so what 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 are you telling me what have you been on what's the actions and the motives that's kind of been consuming yourself man busy busy like this year has been a lot about what i started last year okay and i feel like it's only going to continue on into next year as well but this year has been it's felt really good like i uh i started my own independent label uh to start actually doing stuff the way that i wanted to myself and it's just changed my attitude like you know me obviously (laughs) like i'm just happier and like (laughs) and things are just like rolling and I'm, i'm actually able to do stuff that i think in the past I maybe was unsure about or I just yeah I didn't know what direction was and I would never blame anyone else like it always has to come from yourself but I definitely know that the direction I was going in would have been easier if I had had more space yeah and yeah I, I only clocked the other day that I basically put out one song and was signed from that point onwards yeah geez so this is the thing we can tap into that in uh, a second because you were saying that like this is kind of the start of a whole new wave for yeah, you yeah. it's been the whole start of a wave yeah because i just seen you today and you come in with the freshest of blonde hair <laughs> bro man seen you and i was like okay do you know I... how normal it is for me because because you're the last person that hasn't seen it so i didn't even clock that you hadn't so i was just rolling around it feels natural it feels like a yeah it felt not like when i did it you know, sometimes you look at yourself and you're like, ah, no, that's just really just like, oh yeah, that could have, you could have done this time ago. Like, that was, no, bro, uh, I think it looks sick. And yeah. I don't know if you remember, like we were at Glastow and I was yeah. like, boom, like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. something that I think you should do to your hair. And yeah, I, yeah. I think it is. It was the wigs, plump, yeah. It was the wigs. The wigs, the wigs. That but, was the first step for me. I was like, oh, do you know what? This, this, could, this, could, this could work. And you know what? For a lot of people <sighs> who just didn't understand that, I basically just came back from Glastow probably like a month ago. And not only was it a dope like week, but I was rocking one and the finest wigs yeah and i say it was one of the I, finest wigs. i just say i but we all had an opportunity no, your your wig was prestigious it, it set the wave as well because oh. uh it the way that it came to you was like it was meant for you Bro, it, was it, was a lot. it was like i literally feel like <sighs> if it could have fallen from the sky like, yeah. prior to me just walking back, i mean don't don't say it like it, it wasn't it, it, it did, did fall did from the sky <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah set the precedent for yeah. actually getting your hair dyed what's what's yeah. happened what what's the process you know what actually was the trigger was I uh, was going away on holiday Sick. and I was like, do you know what? Let me do it now. Because if I hate it, by the, time, <laughs> by the time I get back, no one will see. I could just trim it off. Like, it'll be fine. It'll be that thing on holiday. Yeah. People in Greece will know that I had blonde hair, <laughs> but no one else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But 
but then I came back I like, and out there like it was it was good and literally I'm not going to lie since I touched down in London it's been mad it's been like oh shit how have you not done that before like yeah bro. but it looks dope and Safe, for bro. guys you want to check it out can check it out on your Instagram but also part of the new video right mm-hmm. cool and what what is that what's uh, that about? cheers that? Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Uh, yeah, but like, so the songs I feel have been telling a lot more of a story than they've ever done before. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely for me personally, but also just in general, like, with connecting to stuff. Cheers felt like the next step in, in the process. I've got the project coming in, at the beginning of October, so this is now just the build up. Hopefully, we'll be able to play Cheers at the end of the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah cool. Yeah. But my brother, my brethren, yeah. my friend, bro, you're on peace of no man, uh-huh. baby. <laughs> you're on peace of no man. So, man, it's only natural if I ask you what a peace of mind is to you and how is it best achieved? Mm. Do you know what? I've just felt it. Like, I had it yesterday even maybe uh i know you were saying this before the show but just anyone that says that money doesn't make a difference to you is a liar they're a goddamn <laughs> liar <laughs> and i got touched with something that was nice like it was just it was an extra thing which is also sometimes nice it wasn't like a saving thing it was just like a oh okay like that's cool and then uh, i was walking down the street i was like you know what actually everything is fine everything will be fine like Things haven't been fine before. So the feeling of it is a little bit unsettling. And I just sat and I was like, it's the knowledge that there is nothing that needs to be done that isn't being done already. And anything that needs to be done, you can do. For me, that's peace of mind. Like, that's 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 it. Mm-hmm. Stuff that is unsolvable is what gets me. Mm-hmm. Like, unsolvable problems, unsolvable issues, all things that, are, that have happened and you're waiting on other people. That is not a piece of mind. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> <laughs> chaos crisis. Yeah. So would you say some part of that's uh, in, in almost feeling in control and having that ownership yeah. over, over your problems or anything that you could deem to be a problem? Yeah, no, I guess it is. Yeah, it's control. It's, it's being in control of situation of yourself and situation. Because I feel like they're two different things. Okay. Because you can be in control of a situation, but definitely not be in control of yourself. <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> so I'll, I'll elaborate. Please so, do, please do, because I feel like you're, you're scratching the surface with that. All right, so... I know that there have been times when people would look at me on maybe a night out, let's say, as an example, and they'd be like, he's not in control of what's going on. And I would be like, that's a fair comment. But I know that I'm in control of the situation in general, that at the end of the day, I will get back home in bed. Like, I'm not going to be someone that goes out and, I don't know, spends the night on... (laughs) (laughs) spends the night on the street or like ends up somewhere mad or like I'll be safe I think that's it like so you can you can not be in control but still be safe Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's very hard to like see your surroundings especially in London because like it's it's London and we both grew up here like you know what it's like but um, it's very hard to be in control of yourself if you're not in control of the situation Yeah. so I feel like you can have one but it doesn't work both way around like well going back to the label thing I felt like I wasn't in control of the situation Yeah. and I was in control of myself but it gave me no peace because I was like, but all this external stuff means that I can't do anything with all the control that I have. But at least... So no, I was even just kind of touching on that. So for anyone who doesn't know, you're an artist, you're a rapper. Do you want to kind of just give us a little run up into what it is that you began doing or when you're talking about a label, just give some clarity for someone who hasn't heard of you. Well, we're making music for time. Like I started playing sax when I was nine. I was in a band when I was in sixth form called Lazy Lion. Big up Lazy Lion. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... And that was a good time. And, and that was the first time I ever really felt like, okay, cool. Like, I would I would like to do this for the rest of my life if I could. And I went to uni, kind of carried on. I did music, but I wasn't really focused on making a career out of it. I was just enjoying Leeds. 
<laughs> and uh, and so when I came back, it was a little bit mad because I I had all of this kind of past experience with music, but I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. Still, I was still just kind of playing around. And then twenty three came along as a song. I was just like, all right, well, I know that I like this, and it feels like at least a bit of me. So I want to put it out, and I did, and and stuff just kind of kicked off from there. And and like I said, I put that out, and pretty much from then onwards, I was signed to a label. Uh, and when you put that out, you didn't like at the time were you aware of like what it was that this could create? Or no, was it just no, like, you know, this is a sound that I've been working on, yeah. or not even working on. I've collaborated with someone. Yeah, yeah. We've created this. Yeah. And this is kind of our offering into the world. Yeah, yeah. No, no idea. It was a. Uh, it was just definitely. Just a feeling. It's how I felt. I feel like that's why people connected to it as well, because there was no direction in that kind of sense where I was like, all right, cool. These this type of person. And uh it was still SoundCloud generation. In fact, it, it went up on SoundCloud. That's how I it blew. Swear, yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was blog days as well, where people were still like reading blogs and, mm. and going on Twitter and being like, Oh my god, like look how significant this is. It's been retweeted by X amount of people. But like that I mean, that's not really how it works anymore. The, the kind of culture has changed and Spotify wasn't a thing then. Yeah. So, can you imagine the days when Spotify wasn't a thing? Yeah. Like, it's not even three, that long ago. Like, I'm sorry, like three years ago, bro. <laughs> it's like, yo, bro, like they've literally been like dominating and yeah. manipulating the world ever since. Yeah. And, they, and Apple Music, we can't yeah. dismiss all just streaming nah. platforms. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it, it fully was that. So it was right in the middle, and so I kind of felt my, I found myself in a in a mad in between stage, and I and the way that I release music. I feel reflected that because I just did EP, so it was the one for one to four EP, and it was just because I was like, this doesn't need a title because these are just the first four songs I want to put out. Like it's not like a, a vibe, or they were all still kind of different. I didn't feel like there was like a cohesive way of of presenting them, so I was just like, yeah, one to four. Did the same thing with the next EP with five to eight, and uh, and I really felt like I oh, like I love those songs still, but they were just me exploring music. And you know what people are like, they love the label stuff. And I think that's that was where I, my trouble started to come because mm. people wanted to label me. And I was like, mm, nah. <laughs> like I, uh, and at any time, did you, so when anyone was asking you, so what sort of music do you make? What genre? What did you find your, your response usually was like? Was it one of those questions that every time you heard, you were like, ah. Yeah, no one, you know what? Even, I think even the best, even the like the most clear cut who you would say is a clear cut artist would hate to hear that question because mm. you just no one does I don't think anyone does like there are some people that would be like oh yeah I'm an Afrobeat artist and that's quite clear cut but I think even someone like Burner Boy maybe if you ask him what type of music do you make I don't think he'd want to answer it or be able to answer you in like a genre or in that kind of sense like mm. that's just not really how that's definitely not how my process ever worked I probably said rap, soul, hip hop, R and B. I'd said it all. I was like, but if I'm saying four <laughs> what things, what do you want to hear? If I'm saying four, yeah, <laughs> what I'm do like, you want to hear? Rap. That's, that's literally what happened, though. <laughs> oh, rap, I was like, if uh, I'm saying four things, then, like already a pointless exercise. You yeah. listen to it and then work it out. <laughs> Not yet. So boom, it. throughout these times and you, the whole constraining, did you feel constrained when you were having to like label yourself and like also now you're with a label who maybe want you to yeah, kind of... To fit into a box. Yeah. Because they didn't know so where, they could to, where to put me. Yeah, package me. And like, like, that's their job. And like, they, they didn't do the wrong thing about doing that. I just think I wasn't the right person to be in that situation. Like, mm. I, I was never going to be able to give them that because I'd never really had a time, I never had time to work it out myself. I think that was the biggest issue is that I went straight into that world as opposed to doing what I've done now, where like, if someone came up to me now and was like, oh, what would you want an album to sound like? I'd be like, this, and actually I've got the songs. But at the time I was like, oh, I'm just kind of playing, playing, literally just playing around. And also really like, if you actually check it, like 
if you know the music I was making in Lazy Lion, 23 is an anomaly. That's, it's not like any, it's the least like any other song. <laughs> so I was, so that's why it spun me as well. Cause I was like, right, like the music that as that you're asking me to make, I don't actually, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> I made that by accident. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's, and that's what it was. I made it, I fully made it by accident. It was just, that was the vibe. And like, mm. I can jump on a lot of stuff. So it, it didn't feel weird to do. Yeah. And I was proper experimenting at that time. Like we did some, I did some stuff with Brian, Nino and guy that was working with Fred who produced 23. Yeah. Like he's a sick guy. Like, so he just did lots of Ed Sheeran's last album. Mm. So he did the, the Travis Scott tune with okay. him and everything. So like, I was in good company of being able to just spread my kind of wings and be like, how creative can you be? What do you want to get out of? I never really was singing before. Like, I dabbled a bit. So, like, <laughs> so did you find that throughout like all of that where you're given all the resources to make this huge? Yeah. And at the same time, you're like, I don't really know. I don't feel comfortable being boxed. How did that make you feel throughout these periods? Did it, did it like, was it almost like, like, cool, I know that I can just speak to this person. I can grow that sound. Or did it make you feel more confused? It was horrible, bro. Like, it was... It was one of the most stressful not one of the most it was the most stressful thing that I've ever been through last year was one of the worst years of my life in fact like and the year before that like it wasn't just because music was being ruined for me which like actually you don't really think about it but like I love music anyway wasn't listening to anyone else like I couldn't I literally couldn't listen and I think I, cause I didn't remember like I couldn't listen to Spotify because I've, I either started to resent that other people had music out or I was like oh but I feel like my music is better so why is it not out and like doing well or whatever or I would even just be like I can only listen to making myself better mm. so I didn't want to hear what anybody else was making and that was weird like that was a weird time like I went like four or five months not listening to, to other people like that's that's a lot yeah. and not just enjoying the process of just listening and hearing a tune and listening to it because music had become that much of a, a source of anger and frustration and and sadness really like mm. did you find that it take they taken it from or you'd taken it maybe from this enjoyment and to now just <sighs> work think, commitment where yeah, i think you, it was a combination yeah yeah i think it was a combination because i feel like now like thinking about it as well the biggest issue was probably not the music itself but me as an artist and my identity like i didn't know who i was or wanted to be like i hadn't spent enough time just being free with music to know who i was as an artist it had always been in the context of what's the next single going to be and when you start doing that then you start thinking about okay well like this is what I want to make but if you have X amount of other people around being like oh it maybe should be like this maybe oh have you heard this song maybe it should be like that then you just it's, it's all and it was right in the transition of when rap and UK like urban music started having its own voice and place mm. so all these things started coming out of the woodwork like artists that started to come through like like us mm. came through at the time later on obviously people like Octavian and that was like the far end of it if I just use them so I, I'm going to list loads of artists but it was lots of different avenues yeah. and it made people be like ah oh, right you can actually do rap and not have to be one specific type of rapper mm. and that was great for me but I was still trapped in that situation at that time really if it was like two years ago when that started and I started putting out the tunes I think it would have been a different situation but I was caught in a label would you say your music's maybe transgressed or transformed into a place where you're like now nah, this is a bit about who I am as an individual I, was, I, I would just say it's, it's, it's gone from being really abstract to being very concrete and like identifiable as that's him talking about himself mm. or even that's him talking about something mm. like if you listen to the lyrics of 23 like they're the mad abstract they then it's like yeah it's not based in reality mm -hmm. and lots of the songs are kind of like that like they kind of float around real things but they're all really 
yeah, they're they're very abstract. And like that was just because of the place I was in at the time. That, yeah. that was me as a writer. Like yeah. that's what I was feeling. But yeah. I spent four years in London. And I was like, right, <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, I forgot abstract. about. This, yeah, this, this, this is not an abstract place, yeah. man. Like, and this is where I'm from. And I forgot that. That's because that's the music I was making before I went to uni. Yeah, and then I went to uni, and like I kind of broadened my horizons. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, there's a whole different way of thinking etc but I started coming out in the music and then I got back to London four years later obviously I'm making making what feels like me again because obviously London is is me you know yeah. when you're from here like that's it that's it you've even got the Thames tattooed up on your arm yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that's how London it gets yeah. man so what talk to me like you, you were saying in the last year and or two it was probably like one of the hardest moments where was the kind of the, the final straw within that moment where you're like all right cool a change is gonna have to come did you kind of leave the label yeah it was all nice and like and like I always say it was never people it was never like anyone anyone's fault I think it was just a circumstantial thing which happens and like I, I think I was lucky that I came, I got to come out at the time that I did. I think if I'd even spent like another six months in the situation that I was in, that could have killed me. I think I would have, I would have, yeah, I would have been done by the time I wouldn't have had the, the will to, to keep going or to, the drive. But I felt my energy changing halfway through last year. And then I started making, making the process happen where I knew that I'd be able to come out and be able to like re Was there any like conscious processes in your what, thought yeah, I started processes. meditating man. did you start meditating yeah yeah, yeah. Right, cool because yeah. that's what I'm kind of aware of it's like right, cool then like a couple more months in this situation you were really going to suck the will out of me yeah. what was what was that kind of changing point did you did someone introduce it to you were you like boom I keep hearing about this mm, no <laughs> I keep hearing about this thing you know Do you know what it was <laughs> it was it was it was meant I uh I can't. I honestly, I can't remember which came first. I think I, I, I think I started meditating first. It was based on sleep because I'm a bad sleeper, so I like I never sleep. So I started doing like breathing, and then I found an app that just literally changed my life. And I was like, Headspace. No, 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 no. This is a low key one that no one knows about. So no one knows about this one. No, what? No, it's not. No, I've never heard anyone. I like it. The thing is, like, let me not because also it's not for everyone, isn't it? But it's my Yeah. It did. No, listen, it's called Breathe. If anybody is feeling like they want to just, it's like guided meditation. So one of the things that I didn't, I wasn't good at was just letting it go myself. But it's like little stuff that you can have like not seeing your thoughts as part of you like you take a step back and view it as like a cinema screen and it just helps like it's just little little things like that that you just wouldn't do unless someone told you about it and it so just what did you say you weren't good at you weren't good at like I, separating myself from, from the, the thoughts. thoughts I can't I could yeah. never do it okay like, I just literally I, I was in my thoughts I was my thoughts That's, that was it there was only one level of it and then as soon as you step back you're like oh damn, damn like there's actually you're not there uh, these are fleeting these, these move are, yeah. yeah but it's like there was there's a really good example where it's like when you watch horror films like you obviously engage with or you can see it happening and you get a little bit whatever you feel away but you don't feel like you're in the horror film you can detach yourself so it why can't you do, do that with thoughts that are in your head? Like, why can't you just take a step back and be like, all right, mm. I can see this. I can see this happening. Let me try and let it pass or let me try and deal with it a different way or whatever. But yeah, so that 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 happened. And then I maybe, maybe, maybe I was doing it for like a couple months and I was then, I was sat at home. I was so high. And I was just like, I had a, like I had an out of body experience where I was literally just sat and I was like, ah, oh, right, you literally have been through the industry like you know when yeah. people talk about like you've been through the industry or like you've been chewed up or spat out or like you've been through the industry or the industry is like ruined you or whatever mm. like all of those stories that every single person has every said, single mm. person that gets into it 
always says it's not gonna be me comes out the <laughs> other side and it's like bar no one bro i i i i challenge you to find one person that has come out i don't mean that hasn't hasn't enjoyed the hasn't enjoyed some of it yeah and not even like not being successful obviously you can be successful and that can still happen like you can still come out and have a depression like serious mental illness that no one really discusses because it's just i don't know sometimes it's just people just think maybe it's a given mm. or like you almost you deserve it i know that happens a lot of the time See, what you said about the deserving it people yeah. almost believe that like that that life that you kind of wanted you chose, and you, you chose yeah you was, chose these it, are the repercussions so, yeah, of it no yeah. it's not fair to say that i mean you it's didn't not, know what you necessarily yeah. you were getting involved in you were like when you started yeah, the journey, no you're like i love music yeah I love yeah creating. that's true you don't know that you like you everybody everybody does that. and even if you think a little bit oh yeah i kind of want money or i wouldn't mind being famous you know if you go into it for fame and mm-hmm. you don't like it then you're it's, you're responsible for that i think but if you go into it because you love music and you end up being put through a system that not only takes that away from you, but also pushes you further in the other direction as well. So like it takes away your love of music and also makes you hate yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a great example. Rams is a great example. Like really, yeah. really going through some stuff, man. And like yeah. he's and like everybody ask anyone like, well, yeah, let me not start naming names of everyone who said <laughs> that they had depression in the industry. Yeah. But like, it's not like it's not public. Everybody like they've said it, but like there's so many examples of people from like Lily Allen to uh, Koji uh, who who have real issues mm-hmm. and like they've come from being involved in music and yeah there's no like blueprint because there's no blueprint for it you're never told how how to deal with it or uh, yeah. or whatever and, and also um, you've also in it or some individuals may have the mentality that when that happens I will be okay yeah when this happens, happens I'll be okay happens, and yeah and when it never happens. happens don't worry I just get my Grammy yeah I'll, I'll get cool. my plaque I'll, I'll get sure. my plaque I'll sell yeah, yeah, yeah. records like then I'm okay and I think yeah. when you're constantly always chasing at when it happens when it happens you realise life's past mad yeah and then you're like oh man I haven't been okay so, for 20 years yeah <laughs> so I was chatting about having midlife crisis to someone yesterday mm-hmm. and they were like oh yeah because obviously when people get to like 40 and realise that they spent their whole life working somewhere that they didn't really like mm-hmm. doing stuff for things that they don't really care that much about and it's the panic where you're like oh what I've actually done with myself and that's why I was so thankful for this out of body experience because I was sat there and I look I could see my I could I like legit I could see myself on the bed and I was like no you can't go out like that so wait paint that out in body experience because you didn't really say what it was you, so you were sitting I was at home sitting, I was sitting at home by myself like, and I wasn't really smoking at the time. So obviously, like, I was like, it was a shift in perspective. Also, I wasn't smoking. I wasn't smoking then because, I mean, anyone that has ever bun a zoo knows that. If you smoke when you're not happy, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, like, well, yeah, you just go backwards. Spiraling to like... Yeah, you just, yeah, you go in there. So, like, I hadn't smoked. I wasn't smoking. And I was feeling a little bit like you just need to see something different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I sat and then, I like, I could see myself on the bed. I was like, right, you literally just been through the... The music industry the music industry has almost done you in like look at who you were before you came into it look at who you are now and look at the things that you have missed out on should have done could have done that you have been saying yourself that you wanted to do how has that not happened and then i was just like no i'm taking the control back and actually yeah it must be that's that's peace for me like oh, yeah. i was like i'm taking the control back <laughs> but everybody yeah i was like i really don't care i was like i don't care i was yeah. like no one no one can take this away from me i was like it was never yours in the first place i gave it to you because i trusted you <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I gave it to you because I trusted you, but, like, actually, maybe... Uh... <laughs> maybe I'll take that back. Yeah, maybe I'll take it back. And I was like, do you know, and, I, like, it was mad because at this time I didn't really have any music. I was like, how are you going to even do this? Because, like, I was pretty much on my own at that stage. Like, I had, like, a kind of bit of support, but I, I really was just by myself. And, uh, yeah, so I was just like, how are you going to do this? Like, how, firstly, like, you need some music. Because <laughs> I was looking at it like, all right, cool. Well, you think you're, like, you're an artist... For all, you're still signed to a label like you need music and I was like but you I've been so dependent so there was, this, there was a period where I was like working with a different producer every day for like a year it was mad well on the chase to creating new, yeah, new, new music, music. Like, and obviously boom, again just... that just, just pulls you in mad directions like every mm. person you go in with mm. has their own perspective on what they think is the best for you as an artist or what their own style is so really where, like where do you go from there did you find that you were losing that voice? You weren't listening to your internal voice. I was voice. listening to my voice. Well, I just, yeah, the voice just wasn't was there. there. Just yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe even thinking about it now as a process, I, I made a batch of tunes myself, wrote, produced them, everything. And that might have just been, that was me finding myself and finding what it was that was my sound, like how I wanted to move forward and what it was going to be regardless of anyone else or anyone else's direction. That was me. And then I got into the studio with my guy who I've known for a while now and like he's sick and he's he's been doing bits himself like and we kind of were running out of parallel and like we kind of crossed paths a couple of times but we never made anything that really like felt like it it stuck or it felt right but he knows me better than like musically knows me better than anyone else really well like there's a couple people like him. <laughs> no, there's a couple yeah no there's not there's there's like there's there's a couple of people like him but there's not many like and once, once you have that connection with someone it's just different and literally I was sat in the studio we were looking back we'd worked on a few songs nobody's son was an old you never heard the first version I didn't I didn't all I Man. know is that it gets everyone on levels yeah, of gas yeah, yeah, from, yeah. Like, but based on everything I've said to you like there was like at, at least a bit of an element of rock can I actually do this like is this gonna is this gonna run mm. Yeah, is this? Uh, it's, it hasn't been doing what I wanted it to do for so long. Is it going to do that? I like you know. It's weird as well because obviously all the feedback you always get from people is like, "This is sick." When you aren't getting what you want out of it, doesn't matter what anyone else will say. I think that's the thing. Do you know what a great example of that is? When you tell a girl that she looks good, but she doesn't feel like it, doesn't matter. You, you might as well have said nothing. And obviously, like it's worth <laughs> it's worth saying. But I know this now from like as a fact from because yeah, when, <laughs> when I've said it to my girlfriend who you also know mm. like and she's like no but I don't and I'm like but you do though you look good and, she, she, and like, she's like oh I don't feel like it like it doesn't make a difference and mm. I feel like that's a if you don't feel it doesn't matter and if you feel it doesn't matter what anybody else says mm. it's, it's all yeah. it, it just keeps coming it comes back to you like it comes from you it always has to come from you mm. and, and one of the ways that I think that you can do that is by taking control of of any situation like taking ownership taking control if you um if you own your flaws and you own the things that make you different that is a massive way of changing your own energy towards it and i feel like i did that like i like i always was like oh, i'm so di- I, i'm different not intentionally i just i'm kind of weird <laughs> not like <laughs> no but aren't we all yeah we so are there we go yeah, there's yeah. a spectrum it's like norm normality is uh isn't what does that even mean mm, it's, it's more appearance no there are some normal people but what does normal actually you know where is the benchmark for normal so like? i i think the bench the benchmark for normal is if you 
aim to do things that put you in the same place as other people, then you are normal. If you aim to do things that make yourself happy, then you can never be normal. No matter what it does, like that, that I think that that's, that would be it. Okay, that's yeah. a nice way of looking yeah. at it. But then I'd also <laughs> let's just add that there's quirks even within all of that. Like, yeah, of course. So the quirks would make you yeah. variate from normal. Nah, but, but it's different. Way. Like if you <laughs> if you work in an office five days a week, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just thinking of this as a thing. If you work in an office five days a week and then like once a month you get to like wear your own clothes and you come in with like a piano tie like <laughs> or like parakeets like as a parakeet yeah. that's see for me that's obviously weird like it's a little quirk but that's still within the context of being like a normal like you you live in a normal and actually that almost makes you norm- more normal because the thing that you've decided is a quirk is just a quirk on that particular day <laughs> you know what I'm saying if you come in every day with a piano tie then you're then that's not normal yeah then yeah then you're a quirky dude <laughs> <then that's cool. laughs> oh, so what, as soon as you realise boy man needs to start owning aspects of it and like that helps you flip the narrative yeah. to give you more confidence and be like yo this yeah. is my this is who I think or I say I am yeah it came from that literally so yeah so I was sat there listening to this old instrument and I feel like this is why it was so perfect as a song was because I was sat listening to this old instrumental that we me and Jake had worked on like a couple years before and I'd always loved the beat but like I was doing like I was singing over it because that's kind of where I still was at and I was like oh but am I a singer like am I a rapper like do like I wasn't doing what felt natural and I liked it I liked the version but it didn't feel like it was here Uh, and then he left the room and I just, I just, it came, it came. Like, you know, sometimes people say like songs just come, the whole thing came mm. in like, yeah. And like half an hour, hour. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like the thing that I needed to say. And I think that's why there was like, it was received so well. Cause it was like, all right, cool. I get like, we get this message and, uh, and it felt strong. But yeah, so it's just, I, it, I feel like it's still got a way to go. Like I've only just started this again. Yeah. So I'm treating this whole experience like, I'm doing it from scratch. So it's nice to see things that are starting to build and starting to pick up. And I'm I'm excited about doing this first project. Yeah. You know. so we, we'll go into some of the stuff that you'll release a bit later on. But I wanted to talk about Brixton quickly because yeah. that was the follow-up to Nobody's Son. Yeah. Where you're talking about owning certain parts of yourself and maybe your story. What what was kind of the inspiration behind that? And like, if anyone hears it, it's quite yeah. clear. But yeah. <laughs> for those who haven't... I think maybe maybe it was a similar thing that was stuff was just coming to the surface I was like this is me like I've been hiding from it as well and some people would say this is also where I think like a kind of a weird juxtaposition was going on where I was a really angry person Mm. I met like angry angry for lots of reasons like anger that has been like deep-seated anger from stuff that's happened in my life and then more and more angry and frustrated about the industry so I was very angry but at the same time you know me like I'm happy my natural disposition is to be happy like I smile all the time like I I like enjoying myself I like having fun so these two things were kind of like raging and I wasn't dealing with either of them and it was making them more polarised as I started to kind of understand and take understand myself both of them started to kind of come together merge and and it meant that i could deal with processing the anger without it being like destructive was that still an uncomfortable process so uncomfortable like i like i really really struggled to write it it was a hard one to write and now that it's out i honestly it feels like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders and i have people always say like music is like therapy it genuinely can be like if there's something that is really that you have that you need to say or you need to like deal with or engage with like uh, there's nothing 
Because just, like just off the back of that, there's uh, I've been seeing this thing about, and it's like when people describe growing pains or like yeah, yeah. that whole process of understanding yourself, they always make it out like it's a rosy, like sort of like happy, idealistic state. When it's like, no, that's that's that whole process. Yeah. You feel it. You feel it in your core. Yeah. It's not an easy process to kind of get over or just take some lessons out of it. No, not at all. So in that, you've managed to create this piece of art. Yeah. Um, and then would you say as well, like, is the rage still? Well, how would you say that? Is that is that something it's, that you've now just mediated yeah the it's two. funny like even looking back at the video i don't feel as angry about it as i do in the video like i was that angry when that's when we shot it and i still felt like that and i felt like i remember when we were doing a take and i was like this is your moment to like release it because it was the last take of the day and i remember being like this is your last opportunity to, to document how this has made you feel but i feel like i just let not fully there's always going to be stuff that needs to be dealt with and raw but i felt like i let go of that anger i feel like when that last take of Brixton I went through because the whole process I was going through different emotions at different points and was this wait by the way for anyone who hasn't seen it because yeah. I don't think we've even said where the anger would have been addressed yeah towards, yeah yeah sorry that yeah, yourself, clarify, like, yeah clarify sorry, like, yeah clarify just yeah. for us it's so like, it was it's about the relationship with my dad like biological dad there are lots of things that didn't fit and I hadn't really been able like I couldn't even say his name like it was that kind of level where I was just like I'm not going to deal with this. I'll suppress it, suppress it. And it was just bubbling, always bubbling. And I just needed to say, I just needed to say how I felt, like regardless of how anybody was going to look at it. I think I was a little bit embarrassed as well. Like I, I never wanted to be that stereotypical, like that stereotype of a black male that hasn't had his dad around or whatever. Like I didn't want to reinforce it. I didn't want to be that person where, yeah, I didn't want to be the person that was that angry about something like that. But actually you have to be allowed to be as angry as you are about whatever. And like, uh, I think it's a thing that a lot of people go through. And I think it, it causes a lot of pain and like trauma for a lot of people in this, or in, in cities. I think it happens a lot because you have a situation where you get separated from that kind of role model. Like obviously my mum is a champion and has been there all the time, but there is a different type of guidance that you get different energy, like male and female energy. You might not like that, but, <laughs> but there is, uh, that is a real thing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to come from a man or a woman. There is a diff there are different types of energy, however you want to describe them. Like, and I was getting that from friends and uh, that's not a, that's not like a constructive or, or productive way of developing as a teenager yep. when you're in the city because you have so much access to everything and because everything is a bit wild. So there was a lot going on. And, like, and you found throughout releasing and creating that track that it was almost like therapy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it helped you question certain things about the relationship and kind of you've documented it in the video, almost little aspects of yeah, yeah. like flashbacks of what you think the, the scene could have looked like. Yeah, yeah, um, Mad. yeah it, it was, it was like, I, like even still articulating it as, because I'm, I'm trying to condense it, because I could talk about just that one thing for, for hours, but uh, I think the, the clearest way I can say it is Brixton for me was like, obviously listen to the song, but like it was explaining to myself what I'd been through because that is something that you do loads that I definitely do loads like I listen back to songs I'm like right, I had no idea I was saying that to myself <laughs> like I write it and then I listen back and I'm like mad that's yeah. mad like and so then I listen back and I'm like oh yeah that is like that's that's how you felt and it just makes it there and not here and then you can engage with it and deal with it and process it in So you genuinely ways. find that you listen back to some tracks sometimes and you're like, oh my, was that where my head was at? Yeah. Or is that maybe, or those, it, I can, it makes sense now I'm past that situation. Like you're looking back, you're like, oh, those were me. That was me indirectly it, it, talking, talking about to myself. It. Yeah. All the time, like I listen, like I listen back to songs. I'm like, how do you know that that's what you were like? Because now I look back and I see that situation and like, that's how I felt. Yeah. But I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. 
But yeah. So man, um, Brixton was kind of the the concluding part of the, that that kind of experience or your experience. Me, yeah, that. of that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I never was able to do it before, right? It took me, yeah, it took me my whole life to get to that point because it had been pressed down yeah. so much. So I definitely want to ask you some more questions about what your future project is and mm-hmm. kind of where you are at. But you know what? Because you're on peace of no mind, and this I was, I was saying to you, it started as a bit of a joke, but now it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? Every time I have a rapper in the room, I want you to just drop a little something over a piece of light instrumental. Yeah, Does that sound on. like something that you can do? Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound like something you can yeah. do? <laughs> <laughs> Atlas come through, egos too broke for patches Like old school captain, call me Patrick Bars all gold, your motives plastic uh, Your level I'm playing for practice This is light work for me, you need to crack whip Speaking of which, leave my mattress active Leave clean cut girls looking ratchet Endless shots, switch angles and scenes Like I'm directing an actress Get rap quick, can't unwrap this enigma Lord of the land, lyrical evictor Watch how I scan, syllable I twist up Demolition with the bars, then tell them to fix up My ripped up, leave it like twisted foot Pass points for the chatting battle, 60 mil Now, prayers just wanna try, live for real Then she missed the pill, and I wish them well Whole year's been just trying to flip the scale So long searching at the blisters trail Slip and swell, just as hell So many stories, they're a bitch to tell Cause I always live life, no safety Never cared if they love me or hate me Fuck them maybes All of them are flakes like pastry Mixed race, but London left me pasty (laughs) Yes you did bro Seems like you wanna say something Mixed race, but London left me pasty Born with voice high 
Life made me basic. Growing up, Mary Jane and Count Basie. Growing up, ends to ends, then back play street. Growing up, ends to ends, you can't phase me. Hey, <laughs> hey, bro. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Do you know what, though? That is what I missed. Like, fuck, I've, I've rapped. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. I've always done that. That's yeah. why uh, I just stopped. But that was where, again, I've known you since I was like 16, yeah, bro. Yeah, so that yeah, was the yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, I've always met, to me, like, the, the guy barring, barring, barring. And yeah. I said it bare times. I remember when we used the bar in the park <laughs> I see you in the park like far in the park but um yeah no, man. that's a real thing so it's funny like, I did something the other day and it's that's a lost art I think a little bit yeah people don't really do that like, like you don't need to because you can access things so quickly like, you, like people aren't really making music to chill and do it together because you can make a career out of it now yeah so people aren't really, what would you say, what connecting through the music, what just in a park or yeah, even I don't in, in a setting where people are just barring. Yeah, like, I, I, I mean. We grew up watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, I, yeah, I uh, try to hot no one up, but I know <laughs> <laughs> someone said that they recently they've come across a lot of people that like are really good or like they know and then they can't remember anything when they come to record stuff. And then, oh, uh, no. and it's like, oh, uh, rah, that is an easy thing to forget. That actually, that comes from that's that's the talent in itself to be mm-hmm. able to just be able to like, all right, cool. Like I know eight minutes worth of a thing that mm-hmm. I can do off the back of nothing. We'll never look at a phone. Yeah, uh, but you don't need to because no one's really. I don't really cares about that. It's fine. It's fair enough. Things change, man. Like yeah, yeah. things change, man. Bro, I want to ask you three questions before yeah. we just kind of find out and wrap it up. What is the happiest day of your life? Ooh. And I'll, I'll leave it as each one because, yeah. in fact, if I tell you okay. too many, it might yeah, be yeah, What's the happiest day of oh. your life? Reese, like, you know, I have many happy days, man. So I'll tell you, like, the happiest day of this year mm-hmm. Lauren Hill on the Hill, bro. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lauren Hill on the Hill at Glastonbury. That was a lot. Okay. What is something that overwhelms you? <sighs> Myself. Yeah. My thoughts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And third question, what is the most important lesson that you've learned from another individual? What is the most important Think about what I've taught you in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back to like uh, everything I that I've you taught you. Say that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I do know the best okay, thing I've learned from uh, You don't have to be so angry, which was said to me. And it was, it was so simple, but it was so powerful when it, got said, when it was said to me. Mm-hmm. That's the most, I think, yeah. Can you remember the context that was said in? Was it literally just you, just they were just... No, I was. I can't remember. I was in a mood for a reason, mm. which could have been anything at the time. Mm. And I was sat in the cafe and I think we were talking and we actually were talking about my dad and uh, and it was the first time that I'd really spoken about it and uh, and I was talking about all the stuff that happened and how I felt and rah, rah, and, and the person was just like, no, you, you, I completely understand. It wasn't like a, what, what's wrong with you? It was just like, yeah, but you, you don't have to be so angry. And it was almost like just saying that was like a weight lifting mm-hmm. I, I was like oh actually yeah you're kind of right like, I don't have to be <laughs> no. like I feel angry but like I don't have to be this angry I think that was probably the point when I was I really started processing what allowed me to get to Brixton yeah that was like a year and a half ago maybe man so those words yeah. have ever, they've sat in your brain and they've rang true ever since right well I forgot them until just and now, now. yeah but I'm yes. gonna remember them because it's true man. Yes. yeah you don't have to be so angry but I need you to tell me what it is that you're working on what you see and what, what it is some of your bigger goals that you think that you can achieve in the next few years man. yeah do you know what I'm gonna leave this for the next time I come on and tell you about everything that's going on <laughs> but I will just say that it's uh it's it's happiness and riches and uh yeah 
happiness and riches, man. Yeah, bro. My guy, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, all the absolute love for coming on today. Yeah, Come dude. on. Come Lauren on. Hill on the hill. Come on. Thank you, man. Come on. Um, and yeah, man, like, where can people find you? What will hit, hit you up? Yeah. Listen to uh, music. Insta is um, active. Uh, Jelani Blackman. Sick. Yeah. And just go watch the videos and songs. Yeah. Yeah, it will, it will, you will understand. <laughs> next track, cheers, yeah? Yeah, next track, cheers. Cheers, I'm going to leave you guys. Peace out. Cheers to the old and the new anthems Cheers with the NSE, cheers with the Glens Cheers to the Air Force and the one-tens Cheers to the mad friends, clip extends Cheers to the blocks, concrete mountains Cheers to the, cheers to the potent, okay like Shine and a rum punch. Cheers to my family, cheers to my mum. Cheers to the grey skies in London. Cheers to the motion, okay. Cheers to my albums looking golden. Cheers to my anger like goldens. But cheers to the better me, you'll be in the end, alright, like.